Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Jump the Gate Podcast. If you don't know by now, I am your host, Michael Allen, and I do this thing with my brother, Zolf Finley, and we are back at it. Zolf, talk to him. How y'all doing out there, people? What's up? We back at it again. One more time for the people, man. Let's get into it, man. We got a lot to touch on today, including a poll I put out on the internet talking about athletes, man. Who's the better athlete? So we'll get into it in just a second. Y'all keep it locked. Real quick, more specific. You put it on the internet, but where? On Instagram. And your handle is? At Pastor Michael 6 baby. Drop that plug on him. Oh, don't forget, we got our own podcast page. So follow us also on IG at Jump the Gate Podcast. So you got two pages to follow until Zoffy gets his Instagram back. It's two lit. pages. It's lit, baby. Two pages. So make sure you follow us at Jump the Gate Podcast and follow me individually at Pass the Mic 06. All right, so in case you haven't seen the poll already on the gram, I asked a question. I was having a debate with my partner um, watching uh, watching football yesterday, watching some highlights. And the question came up of who is the better athlete, Kyler Murray or South Florida's very own Lamar Jackson? And we had got into a heated debate, so I thought it'd be good for this show we do right here. So the poll has been out there. We got some re- really good responses, and it's... I think uh, Lamar is definitely in the lead from the polls, but obviously I got to get my boys off take on it. Who is the better athlete, Kyler or Lamar? Don't come over here, man. You know I'm rocking with the region, baby. Florida boys all day, man. Y'all not keeping up with this speed out here. We are premium athletic at its finest, okay? I definitely think in a straight line race, Lamar got that. Like, I think he's got better top end speed. I think he's got more agility. I probably would put him to dunk before I put Kyler Murray to dunk. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I think that when all athleticism is equal, I give it to the guy that's a little bit taller just because for some reason that athleticism mixed in with the height always translates to a better athlete for me. I'm definitely going to have to ride with my boy Lamar on this because he makes a highlight real play every single game. But that boy Kyler, though, I ain't going to lie. He's definitely, I think my thing is, I could compare Kyler Murray to a couple of like elusive like quarterbacks where you have like the Russell Wilsons of the world, you know, the quarterbacks that have that speed to get out of trouble. And if they get a gap in the pocket can definitely scramble for a first down. But Lamar Jackson is like, could legitimately not play quarterback and still be pretty good at another position with the type of athleticism and speed he possesses. So I think I got to rock with my man Lamar on this one, man. Okay, fair point. I figured you would go in that direction. I kind of knew it was coming. Some Florida so I'm well boys. I'm well prepared for it. And here's why I've been saying my boy Kyler Murray. So, first off, we got Kyler Murray as the number one overall pick in the draft a few years back. And you think, oh, well, number one pick, so what? That man is five foot nine inches tall. He's black, and they still drafted him number one overall. <laughs> if that don't tell you something about how gifted this man is, let me keep going with that. First off, and I'm going to say this, and I don't think I'm going to get much pushback on this, but he's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. In terms of arm talent, as the scouts like to say, in terms of arm strength and arm accuracy, he's a better straight-up quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Pushback. Okay, well, you push back after this. I ain't done yet. He's a better quarterback than Lamar. Now, we talking about speed, which obviously Lamar has the edge. He ain't got the edge by too much. He got the edge by a lot. What you talking about? No, 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 no. Listen to me, brother. He got Lamar got the edge, but he ain't got the edge by too many steps. Kyler Murray ran the 40. He they timed him about 438 in the 40, which ain't nothing to slouch on. We don't talk about his speed because he doesn't do the things Lamar Jackson does in that offense, but he ain't but a step or two behind Lamar in the 40. You see what I'm saying? No, because a step or two is a lot. When you're talking about a race, my boy, a step well, or two listen. is the difference between you St. Bolt getting gold and getting silver. Uh, no, it's not because he smoked the hell out of the race. <laughs> nine, ain't nobody even close to nine. Was it nine five nine? Yeah, not even them nine boys four. Still running, yeah, yeah, them boys running nine sevens. Like, no, nine eight <laughs> to be exact. And 
since we talking about, let me get back to it. Since we talking about athleticism, Kyler Murray is the better athlete because he's a first. People forget he's a first round pick in two sports, y'all. Two sports. This man was a top pick in baseball. Oh my god! With the baseball talk, what is this? Okay, let me tell you something. Let me finish. Let me if finish. somebody let me finish. said, okay, let me finish. Yeah, I'll let you how you, you, let you how you shine. There's no athletes in baseball. Go ahead. That man was a millionaire before he even got to the league because they, they guaranteed him money for baseball. To be a first round pick in two sports, that's the definition of a true athlete. And the reason I say that is we could put Kyler Murray in a baseball field right now. He's going to ball out. If we put Lamar on a baseball field, I guarantee all that. All that speed and athleticism you're talking about, Lamar, it's not going to translate, bro. I'm telling you, man, but Kyler Murray is the better athlete, y'all. I want y'all to think outside the box on this one. Trust me on that. Sophie, what you got to say? I know you're ready to speak. How you feel about Daniel Jones? How do I feel about Daniel Jones? As a quarterback, yeah. He's a mediocre quarterback. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is a talented quarterback but he has he's immature drew lock drew lock another mediocre quarterback will greer will greer mm, mediocre and immature ryan finley uh, mm, there we yeah. go good we got down to the bottom so those are the quarterbacks that he beat out to get drafted number one to the Arizona Cardinals who desperately needed a quarterback. So let's just wash out that he's the number one pick thing because that was an obvious pick. Like he didn't come out in this last draft class or even the one before it where it's like, ooh, okay, these are some hitters. Like everybody's saying that this last quarterback class might be one of the great ones. So we'll see. But as far as being number one, Danny Dimes went behind him. So let's 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 just Let's slow down on the on the hype. Um, also, being drafted in baseball is not impressive because he played what position? He was an infielder. He was like a pitcher. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Either way, it doesn't make a difference. Was he? Was he? He was an infielder. Okay, great. He that's fine. like second I, base or shortstop. Okay, that's fine. So I mean, those guys have to maybe cover what twenty to thirty feet on any given play. Like, there's no athleticism there at all. Like, no, I'm no, 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 no. Not impressed you're, by any baseball player at all in the infield or even the outfield. You're, really, you're missing the point. He can hit a fastball and a curveball. Like, that's not something that's easy to do. I've like, seen a lot of unathletic guys do that, though. Let's be honest. A lot of beer bellies and 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 bald heads hitting home runs out there in the in, in the MLB right now. Wouldn't exactly call them premier athletes no disrespect to baseball but let's just be honest it's not the sport we go to to find athleticism so i don't know i feel like all of these points are mute like being drafted high and playing baseball does not make you an athlete what makes you an athlete is taking the rudy poo ravens to the playoffs what makes you an athlete is getting an mvp in your second or third year when you're number one wide receiver it's basically Kyler murray's ravens rudy poo like they ain't been one of the best franchises in football like let's talk accolades. What has what, basically what? I'm sorry. Was Kyler Murray? Uh, you said what? No, I was saying you just called the Ravens Rudy Poo. Like no, their receiving core was Rudy Poo. Yes, absolutely, it was. Like, come on, let's not even joke about that. There, because no, don't because don't nobody want to play with Lamar because they run the ball forty times a game. Nobody wants to play with Lamar. I disagree with that. No, 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 no. Let me not say nobody. Let me not say a top a top flight receiver doesn't want to play in that offense because they run the ball a lot. You see what I'm saying? Like, they run, like, a run-heavy offense. Like, Lamar's getting 15, 20 carries. Their running back is getting another 15, 20 carries. They're going to run the ball. So if you're a receiver trying to get, you know, 100 catches, you're not going to sign a free agent deal with Baltimore because you're not going to get your numbers up. Yeah, I understand that. But until Lamar actually gets a quarterback, we can't because let's be honest, a lot of people thought Brady was washed until he got a receiving core. And all of a sudden he's a championship winning quarterback. Weren't you the one that told me to surround Tua with talent? So where did that conversation go? Well, this thing, that's the thing. Lamar has talent. Ain't like he Whoa, ain't got he's got talent now. So yeah. you, you think the Ravens receiving core is better than the Dolphins receiving core? I didn't say receiving core. I said But that's talent. what what other talent does he have? He got all he got offensive line. He got the tight Bro, end. his oh running God. back was who? Big Trust. Well, he is the running back. 
who who was that's what i'm trying to tell you like he's literally the entire offense like if there can't be more athleticism in a game in a person than being the entire offense like thousand rushing yards a thousand passing yards like stop it Mm -hmm. lamar is doing everything on every end kyler murray doesn't have to he's got a way better receiving core he has a way better offensive minded head coach and not to mention i mean he doesn't really display that speed as much as we see lamar so let's you know let's not do that also they both got a heisman so shout out to them boys i will give them that much but mvp (laughs) stop this is true. Lamar does have the MVP, but in terms of better athlete, when you think of what an athlete is, it's somebody who's basically all around good. You're good at multiple sports. So I think an athlete, I think of Deion Sanders, who balled out in football and in baseball. I think of my man Bo Jackson, balled out in football and in baseball. Kyler Murray's the same thing, bro. He's in the same cut of that type of athlete, bro. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is Lamar is. I, Kyler is closer to Lamar as a quarterback there than Lamar is to Kyler as a baseball player. Like you can, you can, the gap between them, if there is one is, is minuscule and football, but in terms of baseball, Kyler will blow that man out the water. Okay. I mean, I just don't really feel like baseball is a sport that requires athleticism. So I don't see the, 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 the thing that you're drawing there, but that's cool. At the end of the day, if we're talking about two sport athletes, how you feel about my man LeBron saying on the uh Monday night with Eli and and his little brother? What's Eli? No, Eli, his big brother Peyton. Big uh, brother Peyton. Big, yeah, head, big he, brother Peyton. I, I gotta say, I love watching football while with them. Like that is the coolest thing. Like watching Peyton and Eli watch a football game is like the coolest thing that anybody has put on TV in a little while. So shout out to them boys, man. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna lie to you. It's it's cool watching professional Super Bowl winning quarterbacks like diagram plays and talk about what's going on and criticize the head coaches for not calling timeouts. Like I, I ain't gonna lie, that's a pretty cool thing they got going on over there. And I hope to see that continue. But they actually had LeBron on there because before they had Russell Wilson, and LeBron actually said he got contract nfl offers from pete carroll seattle seahawks and jerry jones dallas cowboys which are two people Mm -hmm. that i completely believe would extend contracts to lebron james now what position do you see lebron playing and would he be great um i see him as a tight end at his size being 6'8 250 260 I mean, you put him anywhere at tight end, he's a matchup nightmare nightmare for any type of defensive player. He's too fast for a linebacker and just as big as a linebacker. And he's just too big for a corner. It's almost like him posting up a point guard. He's just too, he's just too much. Um, What was your second question? Well, I was asking you, do you think he would like, okay, so now he's a tight end. How, what kind of tight end are we talking? Are you taking it as far as, Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame, or just a regular guy bouncing around trying to maintain on a roster? Because you just already gave him a lot of measurables. I mean, let's be honest. We have the verticality. We have the uh, the speed. We have yeah. the size tremendously in both ways, not just height, but he's, he's solid. Like We've been saying LeBron's a football player this whole time his basketball career so how do you mm-hmm. see him as an actual football player is he on the level of a Gronkowski Tony Gonzalez or what I'll let you place it yeah I think he's elite level man I think he's all pro at very least a pro bowl caliber tight end at this point I mean like you said that we talk about athletes right we're talking about Kyler being an athlete you look at LeBron man with that type of athleticism and the skill set he has I mean, the only thing that would be able to touch him is is contact in football. People can actually hit you now. So mm-hmm. the only thing that would potentially derail him is potentially injuries. But, I mean, getting him on that field, and we saw what he was. We've got a kind of a peak of what he could have been in high school. The man was an all-state receiver in high school as a junior. He stopped playing his senior year to focus on basketball, which obviously was a wise decision. But he – I mean, his coaches, I think the coaches compared him to Randy Moss. They were giving him Randy Moss comparisons in high school, bro. And we know how legendary Randy Moss was. So I think LeBron would have been that dude in football as well. I think the only thing that would derail him is potentially having to worry about getting hit or, or those injuries. Because football, you know, 
you playing tight end, they gonna hit you, bro. You saw what happened to Gronk <laughs> against the Rams on uh, on Sunday. So, but I think he would have been, a, yeah, I think he would have been at minimum a Pro Bowl tight end, at best Hall of Fame caliber tight end for sure. Okay, all right, I can mm-hmm. see it, I can see it. So, since we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys offering LeBron a contract, let's actually talk about. A little bit more NFL news here. How do you feel about that Monday night game watching the Dallas Cowboys completely destroy the Philadelphia Eagles? Are you are you feeling good about Dallas's chance right now? Or 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 what's the general landscape of the NFL? How are you feeling? Because I know your Bucks took an L this past week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to them boys getting clapped up by the Rams. Uh the actual Chiefs lost two games in a row, so that's got everybody looking like what's going on there at the bottom of their division. And you have an NFL right now that sees the Raiders undefeated and the um, Denver Broncos undefeated. Shout out to that boy Teddy, by the way, man. Since we shouting out them Florida boys, man, yo, we out here. Teddy two gloves in the building. Teddy boys. two gloves. I see you out there, boy. Straight out of Northwestern, man. Shout out to the boy Teddy with the yes, sir, career man. resurgence, man. Y- yes, sir, man. Happy to see him get an opportunity. Yes, indeed. But getting to your point, yeah, man. It's it's that's the cool thing about the NFL that there's no like besides what we've seen from the Patriots, there's no like true dynasty in the NFL, like you're going to get different teams that are good each and every year. And that's kind of what I enjoy about the NFL. It's not like ho-hum, you know, this team going to be, they're going to be the best team in the league every year. Like I like right. that about the league. Now talking about the, the undefeated teams, if we had to get into what teams are legit and what teams are not, obviously the Rams are legit. I saw it firsthand when they, like you had to mention, they beat my bucks. I think that team is legit because big soft them boys. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, all right. Now we know we're gonna talk about something else. Later. Clappings. All right. So I'm glad you brought that up, but we're gonna get into it. The Rams are legit. They're gonna be a playoff team, but the the problem with the Rams is they're in a super tough division. They're in the toughest division in the NFL. How do why I say that? Because they're in there with another undefeated team. Led by my favorite athlete, Kyler Murray. They are 3-0. Arizona Cardinals are 3-0 at this point and are tied with the Rams for first place in that division. On top of that, you got San Francisco, who's 2-1. Um, you saw what happened against Green Bay. They they, they blew the money against Green Bay, but they're st- I think they're still a legit team, and I still think they'll be in the middle of the playoff hunt. And we didn't even talk about my boy Russell Wilson down in Seattle. They, they're off to an ugly start to the season. They start the season. They're 1-2. They get... get Beat up by Derrick Henry uh, a while back, but I think they'll find a way to bounce back because that team just has you know what it takes to win games. They don't get too get too high, or get too low. That they'll be right in the thick of things when that's code for they have a top five quarterback. Hey, yeah, I've, I've come to realize what the codes are now for for commentators and and everything else. That having a knack for winning is having a top five quarterback. That's the only way you have a knack for winning. Having that mm-hmm. guy that can go on a two-minute drive before the end of the half or the game and get you some points. So, yeah, I figure they'll figure it out. But it's it's been a while since we've really feared Seattle, man, ever since their defense fell off. It's mm-hmm. a shame that they're wasting Russell Wilson's best years. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where this, this Kyler Murray love is coming from. I've never heard you speak of this guy so glowingly, boy. I'm telling you, man, you get off to a 3-0 and start and all of a sudden the bandwagon gets heavy, man. I have to find oh, a couple more hey. horses to pull that thing now. Listen, I've been a fan since Arizona took him with the number one overall pick. I knew he was something special, man. Like I said, to be 5'9". Yeah, I knew he was going to do something special when they got DeAndre Hopkins for him. But, yeah, I feel that too. Well, he had Larry, old Larry Fitzgerald for a year and still did work. So, now that you get him D-Hop and get him some talent, I, I'm excited for him. But there's a couple other undefeated teams I want to touch on. The next one is, of course, we the Carolina Panthers. We'll see about them. I'm still not sold on them. I think they're pretenders at this point. They got Sam Darnold in there, and I'm sure he's happy as heck to be out of New York playing for the sorry Jets. Yo, it's but, crazy how good he looks right now. Like, man. Mm-hmm. That's the so, curse of the Jets, man. They're, it would be the case that their quarterback is good as soon as he leaves them. That's just the Jets being the Jets. That'll, that'll wear off. That's it. But I think Carolina's going to run into some tougher tests down the road. I mean, they beat they beat the Jets 
funny enough, it was 1914. They beat the Saints when Jameis decided he wanted to be Tampa Bay Jameis. And they beat the Sorry Texans. So they beat two teams that are basically destined for top five picks at this point. So I'm not sold on Carolina yet being legit. The next team is, of course, the Broncos. And I think they're, even though I love Teddy, I think the Broncos are in for some trouble too because they haven't played the Chargers or Kansas City yet. And they got to play both of those teams twice. On top of that, they got to play them Raiders, them undefeated Raiders. And the Raiders that happen to be the Raiders. The Raiders that happen to be undefeated after playing those raggedy Miami Dolphins on Sunday. The same Miami Dolphins that want to throw a screen pass in the end zone and end up with a safety. The same Dolphins that had a 14-point lead to start the game and ended up blowing the money in overtime to the Raiders. Dang. I don't know if the Raiders are legit yet, but I know they are undefeated because they beat them sorry Dolphins. I so was we'll driving that point home, huh? We had to, man. Drive it like a like a like a BMW six series, boy. Oh, here you go. Listen, man, at the end of the day, Cardinals, Rams, Raiders, Broncos, Panthers. Those are the undefeated teams. Are you picking any of them for the Super Bowl? For the Super Bowl? No. Mm-mm. All right. I didn't think so. So no, I think the Rams would be good. I think the Rams would make the NFC championship game, but I don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl. Okay. Completely understand that then. I could I could who would you put money on though to go the furthest? The Rams? To go the furthest, um, yeah, I think the Rams have the most complete team. They spent so much money to get that team they have. I think they're the most legit. I mean, the, just Matthew Stafford alone makes them a better team. But I think the fact that right. Stafford – Stafford, you know, Matthew Stafford's never won a playoff game. I actually did not know that. Yeah, that man, all the years in Detroit, he's never won a playoff game, bro. Never won. So I, they were celebrating like they won a playoff game after they beat the Bucks, boy. I ain't gonna lie. Exactly. My man Sean McVay was running up and down, having a great time. I was so happy to see it, man. Exactly. And that's what kind of see them Bucks get a them. slice of humble pie. Speaking of, who you picking? Patriots, Bucks. That's the what? Sunday, late Sunday game? That is prime primetime Sunday game. That is the game of the week. We all don't call it the game of the week. The Patriots suck, bro. Don't call it. It's the game of the. It's the game of the year. That's probably going to be the most watched regular year. The most watched regular season game of the year. Man, you're a Bucks fan. That's gross. No, 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 no. It's not even just a Bucks fan. This is the ultimate great white hope. Tom Brady returning to the The place where he, where he established his great white hopeness in New England. (laughs) I I just happened to look on. I look at the NFL schedule and they show you the ticket prices for each of the games. The cheapest ticket on a StubHub for the the Patriots game was three hundred and sixteen dollars. That was the lowest price ticket That's on insane. StubHub. Three hundred and sixteen dollars, which probably means it's like the basically outside the stadium, and you paying three hundred sixteen dollars. So that is the hottest ticket in the league right now for this coming Sunday. So it's going to be a big game, and I think, but but. Just focusing on X's and O's, the Bucks are a way better team. Uh, you you obviously saw Mike Jones; he he ain't ready yet. Patriots don't have no dogs at wide receiver, or running back. I mean, if Tampa does what it's supposed to do, it should be, the game shouldn't be close. Tom should go in there and throw for like three hundred yards, and we should win easily. Okay, but, so um, you don't believe in Belichick to scheme up something? Nah, I mean the scheme stuff is cute. But it's, at the end of the day, everybody schemes. So talent is the, is the real deciding factor in this. And Tampa simply has more talent than New England can account for. Yeah, absolutely. Can't, can't argue with that point. I got to give you that one. Mm-hmm. Should be so, a good a good win for you guys. Good bounce back win. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Obviously, you know, the, the network is going to hype it up. They're going to milk that game as much as they can all you yeah right that's enough bucks hawk nobody cares so let me ask you this who's your (laughs) who's your early season mvp Uh, man you really don't like my team shining boy it's okay man it's okay two is gonna work out just y'all bought not built that's all but it is what it is so i'm asking you who is your early mvp pick because i see tom brady playing in the fourth quarter of a game where he already got blown out so he definitely trying to pat his stats 
early MVP pick. We are less than 25% of the way into the season. Early MVP pick. Yeah, but we've seen a lot of good football. I mean, let's be honest. It's always going to be a quarterback, especially when you have the offensive numbers inflated the way they are. But you got Dak putting up crazy numbers. You got Kyler putting up crazy numbers. You got Matt Stafford putting up crazy numbers. You got Tom Brady putting up crazy numbers. Pretty much all of the premier – I can't even say premier because you really wouldn't have even anticipated Derek Carr, Kyler Murray. And I don't even know what the preseason odds would have been for those guys to be in the MVP hunt for real. But right mm-hmm. now, man, I mean, you can't lie. And, man, Dak looked so good yesterday. It was it was real nice to watch him get to play in his first home game since his injury, since signing his contract. I saw him crying during the national anthem, man. Shout out to that boy, Dak. I am by no means a Cowboys fan. And I, like the rest of the world, enjoy when they lose and enjoy what it does to Skip Bayless on Fox Sports. But at the end of the day, I got to say, it was really nice to watch Dak sling the ball around and watch the you know Cowboys in general just you know enjoying having their quarterback back at full strength and doing his thing. He definitely, definitely deserves that contract. Most definitely. Um, for me, the the front runners right now, of course, your boy Dak. Um, like I said, I saw him firsthand against Tampa. Man, he carried that. He carried that team. He but, made uh, that game closer than it should have been for it, sure. Most definitely, because Zeke gave them nothing. Nothing. Exactly. We couldn't get Dak off the field for nothing. They so want that money back so bad, oh, bro. I'm telling. They you. would move off of Zeke if they they didn't have all that money tied up into him. I wow. believe that. Yeah, you already know. So it's out of uh, your boy Dak and your boy in Las Vegas, Derek Carr, but. I think uh, Derek Carr going to hit a wall pretty soon once they play a real team. Because, I, I mean, yeah, they won that game against y'all, y'all being the Dolphins, but they were down 14 nothing. Like, yeah. let's, not, let's not act like they was just, just dominating and doing anything. So. Yeah, and they got very lucky to beat the Ravens, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, shoot, low-key, I know this is not going to happen, but if we had to pick a three-game MVP – I'll give it to your boy, Justin Tucker, that kicker for the Ravens. Did you see that kick? Wow. Did I? I didn't see it live. I ain't even going to cap. But when I watched the replay and saw it hit the crossbar, I was like, oh, damn, nice try. And then I saw it roll a little bit forward. And I was like, oh, that shit went in. Like, yo. Yeah. I, I, did, I watched that uh, highlight with no sound on. So I wasn't like, it wasn't like a setup of like, oh, this is a kick. I just saw how he was behind the logo. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is Fugazi. And it hit right. the ball. And I was like, of course it hit the ball. Look how far he was. And then I see everybody celebrate. And I was like, yo, that went in. Like, amazing. Bro, six, amazing. Six, 66 yards. And it wasn't even a 66 yards. It was just a visual of it. He was behind the Lions yeah. logo. Yes. yes. Just yes. the visual of that. He was at the behind the tail of the logo. And just the visual watching that go in, they they showed the replay in slow-mo. He did like a pro hop before he kicked it. He had to put a little extra juice in it. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. Like. Yeah. No, the, the, power, the power isn't as impressive as the accuracy, though. Oh, yeah. It was like, right like, down the like, middle, too. Right down the middle. Like, anybody what? could kick that ball that far if you give them a just, yo, put your foot into it. They can put their foot into it and get it out there. But mm-hmm. to get that thing straight down the pipe, nah, that was something else, man. To to put your full leg into the ball and still hit it within that margin of error. Because, you know, if you shank that even like a quarter inch in any direction, it's traveling so far, it's got all day to miss. Like mm-hmm. all day to miss. You have to be on the money with that type of shot. So definitely shout out to the kicker. What's his name? Justin Tucker? Justin Tucker. Not, that not was only, impressive. Not, not, only was that, not only was that the longest kick in NFL history, Justin Tucker, well, actually, I should have ended with that. But Justin Tucker is also the most accurate kicker in NFL history by percentage. Mm-hmm. So this dude is like the Jordan of kickers right now, bro. Yeah. To put that in perspective. Well, shout out to Jamal Agnew for tying the NFL record with a 109-yard return. That was pretty impressive too, man. This has been a very entertaining NFL season. Yeah, man, that's the thing about the league, man. That's the thing about the league. The league has a lot of issues, man. But once they get that, once some lights come on, man, the show is just so, just so entertaining man you just can't look away it's just so much entertaining football bro they know how to put a good product on the field absolutely can't lie about that so 
Speaking of entertaining products, man, of course we can't give football too much love because basketball season, even though it seemed like it just ended, it's right around the corner, man. Right around the corner. So we got some uh, NBA media days just cranked up. Uh, and of course, the biggest story in the league right now is coming out of the city of brotherly love. That's Philadelphia. Your boy Ben Simmons uh, is having a, I guess, his light skin off season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, the reports came out. He is not reporting to training camp. He is still upset with the team after how, after what went down in the playoffs when he decided he wasn't going to shoot the ball no more. He felt like the team, I guess, didn't have his back. So he's basically demanding a trade, and he's doing the whole I'm not showing up training camp thing until y'all trade me type vibe. So that's the biggest story out of Philly, man. Tell me your thoughts on old Ben Simmons, man. What you, what you think of this situation, man? You know what? I go back and forth on this so much that I feel like I don't even deserve to have a take on it for real. But because this is a show and this is what we do, I got to come up with something. So here's where I'm at with it right now, okay? At first, I was riding with Ben, man. I ain't even going to lie to you. Like, y'all not going to put me out there and talk to me all types of crazy and woo-dee-woo and throw me under the bus and say everything is my fault when we collectively as a team have not gotten it done for the last couple of years. But I will say this, right? Like, I, while I did like him standing by his stance and doing what he's got to do, it's gotten to the point now where they keep talking about how much money he about to give back. And I'm like, ooh, you might have to check that pride at the door, playboy. Like, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I, I, there's certain things where you definitely draw your foot in the sand and, and, and you stand by your principles. But this is just not one of those things, man. This is just a you got your feelings hurt. Like, I can't, you know, this isn't like a Colin Kaepernick type of situation. This is more of like a just light-skinned australian thing man like you gotta you gotta be able to take a little bit of criticism especially when it's rooted in honesty and just you know just just show up to camp man go to camp pretend to twist your ankle and get paid for not being on the for for not playing it's, it's the same thing bro you can still not play for the philadelphia 76ers and not risk your money you made your point everybody gets it we know you're serious we know you're not playing we know you ain't you wouldn't show up but you know, I think that that point is just not worth the money, man. We're talking about generational wealth here, man. I heard Kwame Brown say, all that's going to happen is they're going to slander your name and make you look like a bad businessman. You signed a contract. At the end of the day, you're getting paid a whole lot of money to play basketball, and you don't have a legit reason to not play basketball. So just go on ahead and report to camp and just smile in everybody's face for right now and just push through. We all hate our jobs at some point maybe not now you might be in a situation where you like your job you like your job right now mike don't answer that they may be listening at the end of the day we all have historically been somewhere where we didn't want to be and you know what we all had to suck it up and we didn't take home a 47 million dollar check every year so just you know i ain't trying to be one of those people that counts your money and tells you what to do because i hate those people i'm just saying that's a lot of money my guy just for some words you feel me? If somebody smacked you or put their hands on you or any type of thing went on in the locker room that I could be like, oh, nah, man, a man's got to be a man and got to do what you got to do, then I feel that. But for some words, playboy, I can't ride with you too long on this one, man. You, you made your point. Go on ahead and get your trade value up and get out of there and play the game the right way, man. Shout out to Clutch Sports. Shoot. Hey, listen, man. Seem to be in the midst of everybody being upset. They didn't got, they didn't got the New Orleans Pelicans upset. Now they got uh, Philadelphia 76ers upset, man. Them clutch clients ain't one to play with, what? Man, listen, clutch may be his only seven grace at this point because Ben Simmons got all the negative PR, bro. There's nothing – he's got no leg to stand on in this PR battle, bro. You, it's not It's not all negative, though. I've heard a lot of people say, like, Doc Rivers shouldn't have said what he said. Joel Embiid shouldn't have said what he said. And then even today in Joel Embiid's media day, a lot of people were like, dude, you didn't make anything better. So I don't I don't think it's all negative press on, on Ben Simmons right there. I disagree with that. But, yeah, if he keeps dragging it on, it's definitely going to be all negative press. Well, here's the thing. We got to look at what this stems from. This man doesn't, not only, I don't know if it's, well, I, initially I would say is that he can't shoot. At this point, he has made up in his mind he don't want to shoot and don't want to be a scorer. And if you're going to be the point guard for a NBA team that's trying to win a championship and you don't, you can't shoot, you are a 
liability, sir. All that defensive stuff is cool, but they don't pay people nine-figure contracts to play defense, bro. Pat Bev ain't getting nine figures to play defense on nobody. We paying you to score, big fella. You got to score. And I feel like Rudy Gobert gets paid nine figures to play defense. Yeah, but Rudy at least going to get you. He going to get you 20 points, 20 and 10. Like, he might luck into 20 and 10. But the point is, Rudy Gobert is not a point guard either. He's a rim protector. That's a whole different ball game. If you're going to be my point guard handling the ball every play, you need to be able to score, bro. And it's the problem is the, the frustration stem with Joel and B stems from, bro, you've been in the league four years, and you ain't shown not their improvement, bro. You ain't got no mid-range. You ain't got no corner three. You ain't got no floater. What? What? How have you gotten better as an offensive player? Especially if think about it from Joel's perspective. Joel was out there playing in the playoffs with like a torn meniscus or something like that. He had some type of serious um, leg injury that was hampering him. And he was out there, and he was out there giving his all, giving people buckets, thirty points a night, forty points a night, playing on a bad leg. And here you got Raggedy Ben Simmons. Won't shoot a, a two-foot layup because he mentally shook. Like, I ain't trying to hit that. My, they over here. Imagine you in a training room. They over here doing all this crap to my knee and my leg. And you over here healthy as all outdoors. And you won't shoot because of what? Because your feelings or because of your pride. Man, what position out of here. What position does Joel Embiid play? Center. And where would you rank him among centers in the league right now? Say, what was the question? Where would you rank him among centers in the league right now? He top three. Uh, I think uh, Nikola Jokic is up there. Is AD a center? AD is a center. He's he's really a no. forward, but you can call him a center. That's fine. So you'd say he's he's behind those two guys. He's in the ballpark. No, I, I say number two. He's behind Jokic. Okay, so he's the second best center in the league. I like that. And then as far as players, would you say he's top ten? Joel top ten? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. All right. That's fine. I just wanted to know. So and Ben Simmons, you rank Ben Simmons higher than Joel Embiid? Absolutely not. Okay. I was just wondering because I feel like we're very selective and we're very choosy as to like which players we expect what from. And I expect Joel Embiid to be able to win that series without Ben Simmons uh, putting up any offensive points at all, to be honest with you. Like, I don't. Like it's the type of defense he played and how hard he made it. You go back and look at Trey Young's numbers and see how hard he made that game on him. I mean – they lost to a lower seed, and that's not all on Joel Embiid. And also, it's kind of another Markel Fultz situation to me where if you have a player that you draft highly and think highly of and has made all-star teams and and all-NBA teams and defensive teams, like at some point, you as a team have to develop him. At some point, you have to have the kind of coach that's able to mentally walk him through what he needs to do and get him to be the type of player that he needs to be. I mean, let's be honest, that's the whole point of a franchise. That's the whole point of trainers. That's the whole point of coaches. I mean, if he hasn't developed the way he's supposed to, you could put a lot of that on the team as well. Maybe Joel Embiid needs to get with him in the gym and be like, bro, we're shooting free throws. Let me show you how I do this because I'm seven feet and I average over 70% free throws. Like, let, let, I mean, what's the deal? Come on, talk to me. Somebody got to give me a reason as to why Ben Simmons is this all-world player that just can't shoot. That just doesn't shoot. I mean, when we're on the court, you and I play, how often do I encourage you to shoot? All the time. 100% of the time. To the mm-hmm. point where I'll even get mad and be like, bro, shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. Stop passing the ball. Shoot the ball. Like, I don't I don't see that. I don't. It seems like if you got a problem with Ben Simmons, talk to Ben Simmons. Work with Ben Simmons. Make it work. Going in front of millions of people on TV after you just lost when he's probably taking the loss as hard as everybody else, bro, that would have made me feel so isolated. Like, I completely understand Joel Simmons, I'm like Joel Simmons, oh God, Ben Simmons point of view right here, man. Like it, it, it's almost like you feel like you've been hanging out with snakes in the grass. They've been stabbed you in the back. Like you're supposed to be my teammates. You're supposed to be my brothers. Like you and the head coach went and sold me out. How am I ever going to feel comfortable around you again? How am I ever going to trust you guys again? How am I ever going to play the game that I'm comfortable playing, knowing that you guys don't feel like that game is is good enough? Like, how are you going to give me a rah-rah speech and tell me we're going to go out tonight and we're going to ball out and we're going to beat some butt when everybody feels like either A, I'm not the kind of point guard we can win a championship with, or B, I'm the reason why we didn't win a playoff series that's seven games long against a team whose best player is what Kyler Murray's height 
stop mm-hmm. it. Stop it. That wasn't on Joel. That wasn't on all on Ben Simmons. And the fact is that they all used him as a scapegoat. So now he wants to escape. And I'm not mad at that. It's just that he's just got to do the right things to get himself out of that situation, man. You just do like James Harden, report to camp. It's okay to be out of shape. It's okay to give half-ass effort, but just make it to that December 15th deadline where all the players that were signed this year in free agency can be traded and and you'll get up out of there, man. I think you should leave Philly. I ain't going to be mad at you, man. Definitely do it. See if you could work your way somewhere else. Get your own team, maybe. Build it completely around you because everybody's acting like Joel Embiid is the best player and it's his team. Maybe he's just not meant to be a second piece. Maybe he and Joel don't mesh well. Maybe he needs to go somewhere where he's surrounded by shooters and he could play that LeBron role before LeBron really developed his mid-range and his jump shooting game. I got four words that I want to say right now. Sam. Get out your feelings. That's all I got to say, man. At the end of the day, man, you mentioned you mentioned, oh well, why doesn't the team work with Joel to get? I mean, work with Ben to get better. You don't think they don't work with that man for four years to improve his game? On top of that, when you're a player that's that's heralded as Ben Simmons, number one overall pick, you're a multiple time All Star at this point. The onus to get better is on you. When you look at all the great players who. In, in this league, all them dudes have added something to their game. You look at a dude like Damian Lillard. He's added the long-range three-ball to his game. Like, he didn't have that coming into the league. You look at Joel, who's obviously elevated his game from when he first came into the league. Nobody make, nobody forced them. Like, them dudes got in the gym and they put in the work because they wanted to be great and they ended up being great and they had the talent to be great. If you're Ben Simmons, they – the team believes in you. If they didn't believe in you, they wouldn't have offered you that max contract, that nine-figure contract that they're currently paying you and it's fully guaranteed. Bruh, put in the work. Get out your feelings and put in the work. You've been in the league four years. They've been telling you to shoot for four years. So if you remember that meme of uh, Jimmy Butler when he was doing the shoot, shoot, you know who he was talking to? Ben Simmons. <laughs> he was telling that boy to shoot the three because – you. Shoot, man. They've been telling this man to shoot since he got in the league. And here's my thing. Here's my thing. If you're going to be the all-star, if you're going to be the, you know, the the, the player we celebrate this and third, you cannot be a liability. That's my biggest thing. Do not be a liability on the court. And you can say, yeah, he's, he's you know, passive this and third, and he playing defense on Trey Young, even though Trey Young was still cooking his behind. The last... Last four games, those four, the last four games of the uh, Phillies playoff run, Ben Simmons finished with 11 points, then eight points, then six points, then five points. What all star would you want on your team that finishes again, that ended the season like that? You, nobody, if LeBron finished a playoff run like that, we would crucify LeBron, we would slander LeBron forever because he. Even that Dallas series, he was kind of not even that bad, but we slandered LeBron forever. And yet here we got Ben Simmons. I, I give it to you again. Game against Atlanta, eight points. Next game, six points. The final game of the season, five points. And on four shots. He took four shots. And you're an all-star point guard taking four shots, bro. That is completely unacceptable, bro. You are a liability and yet you want to be out here in this offseason in your feelings. You want to boohoo cry to your uh, Jenner girlfriend talking about, ooh. If y'all don't leave that girl alone, leave that girl alone. Leave that girl alone. She ain't got nothing to do with this, okay? She did not break his jump shot. It just never existed. Please, please leave Devin Booker's house and come see me. Please, please. please. Oh, my gosh. You're so rude. Why y'all do that girl like that? Why y'all do that girl like that? All I'm saying is, She is the least, she is everybody's least favorite Kardashian, and y'all still feel the need to throw shots at her. Let that young girl live, man. Let her find her her tall, light-skinned NBA player and and just be okay, okay? Well, I ain't got nothing against her. I don't know. She got a starting five of NBA players. That's that's all I Pretty know. good starting five, though. That's what I'm saying, man. You know, well, hold, your, hold your head, yeah. little mama. If you're going to get them, get the bad ones. Well, she get need the to checked be, up ones. She need to be in the gym with Ben Simmons getting that, oh getting that shot up. Because here's the thing. Philly got Philly to gotta be nice in this situation. Because if they're trying to trade him, they can't be out here publicly dissing him. 
if they're trying to get rid of him. So they're, they're in a tough spot because they know they don't want him, but they have to say all the right things in public because they want to build his trade value back up. Like I said, the last time we saw Ben Simmons, he was scoring five points in an elimination game against the Atlanta Hawks with one all-star. All they had was Trey Young, bro. Trey Young and a bunch of good young players. They had one all-star, and they was killing Philly, bro. Trey Young was killing Philly because Ben Simmons was playing timid and doesn't want to shoot. And at this point, it's not even that he's a bad shooter. He's not attempting shots. Like, it's like that kid that you tell to do something like, this is what you need to do. And he's just like, nope, <laughs> not doing it. Nope. It's hard-headed stuff. At this point, he's being hard-headed, bro. Because the people been – he's I know he's been hearing it from years. He's on social media. He pays attention on Twitter and Instagram. They've been telling that man to shoot for years, bro. At this – Ben, bro, shoot the ball. It, they could trade you wherever. If you still don't shoot, that's on you. You want to go to – I think he requested a trade to uh, Golden uh, California teams, probably to be closer to them Jenners and that. Oh, my. Why y'all don't leave that girl alone, man? But um, he wanted to be with one of the California teams, and I think Golden State was on the list. I think the Lakers were one team or whatever. But you think you're going to be on Golden State roster playing timid and, and playing the way you want to play? No, bro, they don't play that. That, that team, you think Draymond going to let you slide? Draymond going to be in your lip all day telling you to shoot the ball and talking trash to you in practice, man. Don't, man, I don't, I can't I can't tolerate that. Man. I can't tolerate somebody who's a liability on a team, bro. It's one thing if you can't do something or whatever like, or whatever it may be, but the fact that you have the ability and can't do it and, and are blatantly choosing not to do something, I'm not with it, bro. Get him out of here. Oh, my gosh. So where do you like to see Ben Simmons go? He could stay in Philly. He could keep ruining their franchise for all I care. But I don't. That's the thing. It's it's tricky. He's ruining their franchise. That's he crazy. is because if he, if he played to his averages, right? He's right now he's about a 15, 16 point a game score. In the playoffs this year, he was only averaging like eleven points, which is terrible, terrible. So if he doesn't get better, like. Nobody wants him, bro. That's why Philly's in a tough spot because they like, man, listen, we see 6'10", we see the point guard handles, we see the good defense, but, man, that is a liability. Can't shoot free throws. Like, what What can we do with that? It has to be about his mentality. If he had the mentality to get better, I would say, Pat Riley, go get him, man. Go get him. If he had that work ethic, that dog in him, go get him. But he don't have that dog in him to get better. He doesn't have that dog in him to get better, man. And that's the issue. All the talent in the world, but no heart. No determination to improve his game. It shouldn't take the Sixers telling you, hey, man, we hey, we really like to work with you on your jump shot. No, bro, get your ass in the gym and work on your stuff, man. You're an all-star, bro. The team already shows you they believe in you. They gave you that contract. They gave you that big old contract. Get your ass in the gym and work on your game, man. That's on you. Yeah, well... At the end of the day, I think Ben Simmons could be amazing. And I think maybe it depends on the situation he's in because we've seen players switch teams and flourish. So maybe it's something in Philadelphia. It's just a town of losers, bro. Philadelphia ain't done no winning. Maybe when he gets to a winning franchise, they'll know how to handle him and know how to work him and make it make it happen. Because it seems like I don't believe that the Miami Heat just happened to find all the dogs. Like, I don't believe that certain teams just happen to find all the winning players, man. I feel like there's an organizational structure that's required to be able to develop a guy. There's a certain respect you have to have for a team because nobody talks about how Doc Rivers just seems to blow 3-1 leads all the damn time. Why ain't bring that up? Nobody talks about how jo- how Ben Simmons carries most of these seasons when Joel Embiid misses 40% of every season. And they're only in playoff contention because Ben Simmons averages those same averages you're talking about. So that's what I'm saying. If I was him, I'd be like, bro, y'all really ungrateful. Like, I never said anything about any of that stuff. I had things I could have said, too. And so, like, I'm done. Peace out. I'm out of here. Like, deuces. Like, I, I just don't understand why everyone is coming down so hard on Ben Simmons and acting like, oh, he's a throwaway player. Bro, I would trade a lot of people on the heat for Ben Simmons right now, straight up. Oh, okay. We're going to get to that in a second. 
he's we're treating him like this because he's not elevating his game. He's not improved since he's got in the league. His game is already where where most players' games will never get to, though. That's not. The it's point. not my fault that's, if they overpaid him. There's a price for everybody, and they paid too much. They paid too much. So, so that's not my fault. That's not Ben's fault. He got his check. Why? Because he didn't made a lot of all star teams, a lot of defensive teams. He's definitely put up rookie of the year. I mean, number one pick. You said like I don't understand. He's done everything he he needs to do up to this point. Like, sure, maybe his game not developing, but worst case scenario, if his game stays like this for the rest of his life, he's not the worst NBA player of all time. Like, there's still going to be a hundred NBA players in the league at any given time that are worse than him. So, just win without him. That's the point. The point is that yeah, you yeah, you're an NBA player, but when you we pay you what we pay you, the expectation is for you to get better. You see, I'm glad you brought up the Heat because I'll use the player they had as, as an example, Hassan Whiteside. When we discovered Whiteside, it was a it was an awesome thing. He was a diamond in the rough. He just found him out of nowhere. He came into the league just balling, double double every night, getting five six blocks, catching alleys, doing all these great things. Then he got that check, he got that ninety million dollar contract, and got comfortable. He wanted to worry about nothing but his two K rating. You know what Pat Riley said? Get him out of here. Ship them out. <laughs> Get up out of here. Cause we can't have you playing being out here being a liability, bro. Getting complacent because you think you done made it, bro. Nah, bro. Once you get the check, the expectation is all right. Now you gotta earn that check. Now you gotta live up to it and keep getting better. And it's the same thing with Simmons, bro. Get him out of here. Nah, bro. We ain't got no time for you to be uh, stat checking and worry about what people say on Instagram and Twitter, bro. No. Yeah, but you see, that's my problem, though. That's not the Philadelphia 76ers energy. Their energy isn't get him out of here because they would have been traded him already. Well, like, that's my point. They can't trade him because his trade value is so low. The, the last time we saw Ben Simmons, last time we saw Simmons, he was scoring five points in a playoff game, in, a, in an elimination playoff game. You want to get the maximum value for him as possible because you pay him all that money. So you want to get, you know, them several first round picks or another potential all star player in return. And at that point, at this point right now, they not getting it because we we don't see how his game is improved. He's he if all if all things stay as they are, he's the same player that we saw scoring five points. I'm not giving you multiple first round picks for a dude that was scoring five points unless I saw something that showed me he improved. And I don't see it. He's doing the same things he do every offseason. Train. You see the videos of him pulling up, shooting threes, shooting mid-range, but it never translates to the game. So I ain't with it, man. I ain't with it, bro. All right. I hear you. I ain't with I, it. I tell you what, I'd rather have Ben Simmons headaches than Kyrie Irving headaches. Oh, man. Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Kyrie mm-hmm. is one of them dudes. Kyrie's one of them dudes that is, he wants you to think he's smarter than he really is. Who makes the Nets better, Kyrie Irving or Ben Simmons? Exactly. Kyrie. Yeah, it's fine. You can but, Kyrie, but it took but, a beat. But, no, because I was thinking about the, the, the story with Kyrie. If he don't get that shot, he ain't going to be playing. He ain't going to be playing in half of the games this season. No, so No, no, no. Here, here's here's the, the real what is the best ability? I always say it. Availability. And Kyrie is never available in the playoffs when you need him. Well, at this point, what is the one thing that the that the that the uh, the Brooklyn Nets need? Do they need more offense or more defense? More defense. There you go. Ben Simmons gives you that. You yeah, really don't need he more. Get, he get, He's now. He's given up. Let's see. He's you're losing at least ten points a game because Kyrie's giving you twenty five. Not nah, really. You could count on that from Ben Simmons. Uh, you can count on what? Ben, no, no, no. I'm saying you can count on oh. you can count on uh, Kevin Durant picking up the scoring load a little bit. You can count on James Harden picking up the scoring load a little bit, and you can count on Ben Simmons dishing out assists because everybody knows he's a gifted passer. Let's be honest. The the ten points that Kyrie <laughs> Irving is gonna is you're gonna be missing from Kyrie Irving. You're gonna get like four more assists from Ben Simmons, and let's not play like that's not true. Listen, and those four assists are gonna add up to eight, maybe even more than eight, twelve points if they hit threes. Like Ben Simmons is gonna be better for your offense. My problem, my point is that Ben Simmons is fine the way he is. The problem is that you guys keep telling me he's a point guard, 
And that's fine. If he's a point guard, that's cool. But maybe he's just a pass first point guard that doesn't have to get a bunch of points. There's been plenty of point guards that have won championships that weren't averaging a whole bunch of points and didn't have players on their team like Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, Tobias Harris. That team has been stacked. Ben Simmons is not the reason them garbage ass boys, minus Jimmy Butler, because that's my dog, have lost so many playoffs. Mm-hmm. Just not the reason. You let Rudy Pooh, Kawhi Leonard, and the freaking Toronto Raptors minus uh what's the little guy kyle lowry that's my dog mm-hmm. beat y'all like how many times yeah. y'all done lost as a number one seed how many times y'all done lost to a lower seed every time literally every time they've lost i felt like they've lost to a lower seed that's not on ben simmons bro he gives you enough he's fine enough as a player like maybe he doesn't need to be point guard put in somebody that can shoot space the floor figure it out there's flaws in his game work around it he's doing everything else he's rebounding the hell out of the ball he's dishing out assists he's playing great defense most times locking down the primary ball handler on the other team figure it out it's really that not point, that deep to that point uh although ben you do got to get more than five points though i mean you just six ten in the nba you got to find 20 points I'm trying to tell you you just got to find them they out there to you, to your point, to the points you just made, um, I was listening to my boy Bomani Jones. So he had a uh, guest, uh, guest on there, a guy named Vinny Goodwin, who's a big time NBA reporter. And Vinny made a good point that Ben Simmons either has to be your best player or your third best player. He cannot be a number two option on a winning team because, as you'll see, what happens, you see what happened in Philly. Is he a guy you can turn to when the number one guy is off? And we've seen the answer be no. If he's the best player Bullshit. on your team, if he's the best player on your team, which I don't think will be a very good team, then you're running the offense around him so he can do whatever it is. He, if he likes to attack the basket and dish out, all right, cool, you do that. If he's the third best player, then he becomes that, like you said, that facilitator, a guy who just has to worry about maybe facilitating uh, getting rebounds and playing defense where he'll get the little 10, 15 points he gives you is fine. So you already lied to me and said Kyrie Irving is a better, it, the, the Nets are better with Kyrie Irving, which is complete BS because they need defense and they need availability. But I, I said, I, I said, live. I said I would take Kyrie Irving over Ben Simmons. Oh, well, you'd miss the playoffs a lot because he never took Cleveland to the playoffs. This is true. It's so anyways, true. that's fine. You can love Kyrie if you want to because everybody loves 30-point games even if they only get 20 or 30 of them a season. I never understood that, but it's fine. Oh, um, I don't love Kyrie. I just prefer him over Ben Simmons. Kyrie got his own Kyrie got his own flat earth anti-vax issues on his own. So, I ain't, I ain't no fan of Kyrie, but I'm just saying if you give me to be your number 1 or your number 3 and Kyrie absolutely has to be your number 2. Yeah. That's the only slot he fits in. Yep. Yep, two or three. Well, actually, in this case, two or three. We'll see how we'll see how Brooklyn uh, does it this year because they got everybody coming back. Steve Nash got a year of experience under his belt. We'll see how they do with more experience and more time playing together. So, are the Lakers be better with Russell Westbrook or Ben Simmons? Uh, Russell Westbrook. You want to hear Russell. why? Nah. Are the Miami Heat better with uh, Kyle Lowry or Ben Simmons? Kyle Lowry. I'm going that far. I'm going that far. I'm telling because far. Because it's listen, it's about Wow. Somebody put that on the headline scroll. That's the name of this podcast. (laughs) That's clickbait for you. Reasons why Kyle Lowry is a better point guard than Ben Simmons. All right, go. Give us a take, because I gotta hear this. Mentality, toughness, mental toughness. Go ahead. Talk to him, Max. Mental toughness, sir. My That's man said he wants say. Eagle Dollar to take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Mental toughness. If I got a player that's selfish as selfish as Ben Simmons is, I don't want him, bro. The, the Heat built their quote unquote heat culture. Because he passes, he's selfish? That's what you're saying? No, because he doesn't want to work on his game is why he's selfish. Who told you he doesn't want to work on his game? You just said you saw a bunch of highlights of him shooting mid range jumpers and free throws. That it ain't translating to the game. So that means okay, he ain't been working on it. Oh, I don't know if that's a cause. Four year, four four years in the league, they've been telling you, "Hey, bro, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball," and you still ain't in the game shooting. If we on two coaches now, you could blame Doc Rivers for the three one leads, but this is the second coach that's been telling Ben to shoot. 
only thing is Doc is the first one to basically call him out publicly on it or call out his struggles publicly. This is the second coach. He already got one coach fired because he didn't want to do what he was supposed to do. And Doc is on, you know, it's itching closer to the end for Doc if he don't get his act together, man. That's what I'm saying. You getting people fired by not doing what you're supposed to do. It's just like a quarterback that you drive high and you expect great things. Look, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is a perfect example. A guy, okay, you do you know you do some good things. You go throw a lot of touchdowns. You gonna get people excited, but he kept turning the ball over. He cannot stop turning the ball over. He cannot. He did not improve on that part of his game in the five years he was in Tampa. What happened? We let him go and got an upgrade and won. Philadelphia, you got a number one overall pick that is not improving his game. You got to cut ties with him because at this point, his his deficiency is a liability. Every player has deficiencies, but his deficiency in terms of not being able to shoot and not having a desire to shoot is a liability. Point blank, just like Jameis Winston's interceptions and fumbles cost team games, his not being able to shoot cost Philly in the playoffs last year, and it's going to continue to cost them. And there we are, full circle. Michael has found a way to bring basketball talk back around to the garbage-ass bucks. Ba-ba-bomb, baby! <laughs> it's what I do! It's a Bucks oh, world. God. It's a Bucks world for one more season at least until somebody else is the Super Bowl champs this year. It's all right, baby. I'm taking it all in stride, baby. Take it all in stride. See, like I said, when you when you're the Bucks and you're the champs, you don't sweat losing the third game of the season because why? You know you're gonna bounce back. The Dolphins. This would be a, a crushing, demoralizing loss like y'all had against the Raiders. This would just ruin y'all. And now everybody talking about, well, it's two of the answer. Is the head coach the answer? Do you guys need a new offensive coordinator? You ain't hearing none of them headlines in Tampa. Because you know what? We trust in each other. We're going to figure it out. We didn't have AB. We didn't have Jason Pierre-Paul. We heard it corner. We lost. It's cool. The Rams got it. We'll see them boys again, God willing. So, no sweat, baby. No sweat, baby. No sweat. When you got the great white hope, man, hey. Are you Everything trying to convince us or yourself, boy? It sounds like you're preaching to yourself right now. No, I'm I'm speaking evidence. I'm speaking from facts, bro. When you got uh, when you got number twelve at QB, you got uh, a chance, bro. Okay. We got a chance at it. So as long as we keep him upright and healthy, I'm good. All right. No. Oh. Oh. You know we played we played the Dolphins this year. I'm so glad. I can't wait for that game. Can't wait. So excited. But we are overtime here. But this was a fun episode, man. I'm glad to be back on the airways with you, bro. We will talk to the people coming up soon. Uh, we got a big game this coming week. The Patriots are hosting oh my, my Buccaneers. God, that's not a big game. The Patriots are ass. It's a big game. Stop big, saying that's a big game. game. It's a game four. It doesn't have any playoff implications. They're not even in your division. There's nothing big about it at all. Mac Jones big. just exposed himself as a rookie quarterback, so we can all calm down. They should have kept Cam Newton. Matter of fact, all the rookie quarterbacks sucked this last Sunday. The defense is not good enough to stop y'all defense because defense for defense are not even really as good. So you guys are better than this team in every way, and you're supposed to win. It's not the game of the week, okay? No, and you don't care about Tom Brady's return to New England. So let's not act like that. Well, NBC does. That is you're just excited for the time. layup W. You're excited for the layup W. That's all it is. Layup. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure it ain't a pull up because Ben, ben Simmons ain't. Oh, there we go. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Full circle. Oh, uh, man, I hope Ben Simmons listens to this podcast. It comes and fights you, especially because yeah. you was talking about his girl. Hey, Kylie, I happen to... No, no, it's not Kylie. What's her sister's Kendall, name? Kendall, Kendall. Yeah, See? the other one. See? Kendall. Yeah, I, 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 I told you that she's everyone's least favorite, but at the end of the day, at least she keeps it real. And that's what I like about her. I guess. That's what you want to call it. Okay. I'm just saying she's magically the only one that isn't incredibly thick. <laughs> I, I, I find that to be keeping it real. Because she chose not to go to the doctor. It's okay. I'm trying to say, you know. I see you slim. Mm-hmm. I guess, man. I guess. Well, well. In the, I can't believe we're ending on a on a Kardashian note. That's so weird. That yeah, I tell you that. what. You 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 want to get the people something else to talk about? Y'all, I went to Aruba this week and I had an amazing time. It's been an awesome trip. I didn't tell y'all about it, but me and uh, this past month has been hella dope. It's my birthday. We went skydiving. I brought Zoff along with me, and it was hella worst dope. thing ever. 
the best experience ever, man. The worst. The best experience ever. If you like tiny planes with no AC, then yes, it's the best. That don't land with you. Yes, sure. It was the worst flight I ever took in my entire life. I didn't serve any food. There was no entertainment, no headphones, no blanket, just no AC and jumping out. Highly recommended, y'all. And I had to pay for it. That should have been free. <laughs> highly recommended. Like being on a roller coaster with no like track, no seat. I highly fly. recommend keeping both feet on the ground at all times. Men were not Excellent. meant to fly. Yes, we do. We fly all the time. We no, we Jordan. fell slowly. We watched Jordan fly for 20 years, baby. Flight school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so done. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my retirement from the Jump the Gate podcast. It has been a pleasure to serve you. He'll be back next episode like Jordan coming back from that second retirement from oh my uh, God. after Space Jam. But ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our show. If you haven't already, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And follow our new IG page, Jump the Gate Podcast. While you're doing that, slide on over and follow me on my personal page at PastTheMicro6. Thank you all once again for tuning in, and we will catch you all on the next episode. We out!